How do we cope with anxiety and stress during this pandemic when everything seems unknown? That's what we're talking about today on Being Well with Dr. Susan. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan, and welcome to Being Well with Dr. Susan, where we talk about body, mind, and connection. And I can't think of a more important time to talk about these things than right now during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So with every uh, message that I give, I always like to start with just a moment of becoming present together. So if you're able to, uh, just settle where you're sitting and feel your body on your chair or your feet on the ground. Um, if you're driving, you might wanna keep your eyes open but just bringing ourselves into the present moment so that we can be together and focusing on this really important topic of how to manage stress and anxiety when everything in the world seems to be turning upside down and none of us know what's gonna happen. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately and uh, I've been training for quite some time in meditation and mindfulness and it seemed really important a few years ago or a few weeks ago, but now it seems really important. So if you've never tried meditation or mindfulness, I think this is a good time to start looking into what benefit that could provide for you during this time of anxiety. For me anyway, and for most of us, I think uh, we're feeling fearful and anxious. So one of the models that I like that I have borrowed from the Conscious Leadership Group, which is a group that I work with, is a, simply a, a line. And if we think of this line and the possibility of being either above the line or below the line, to put this very simply, when we're below the line, we're in a state of threat or fear. We're feeling very right or very attached to the things that we love and we're, we're feeling very small and closed. When we're above the line, we're feeling very open and curious. We're open to other possibilities. We're, we might be scared, but we're accepting the fear. And it's a place where we can learn and grow. So being able to position ourselves or know where we are in relation to that line, I think is really important. So uh, when I'm working with the Conscious Leadership Group, we're always asking, where are you right now? Uh, so I can say for the most part, 98% of the population are below the line most of the time, especially in a time like this. We're feeling fearful, we're feeling anxious. Uh, I went to the Academy Sports Store the other day to pick up some weightlifting equipment because my gym is closed and there was a line of people buying guns. Uh, so I had to stop and think about that for a minute uh, and, and how I and, and each of us, how we're going to respond to this situation, whether we're going to respond by armoring up and getting more fixed below the line, or if we're going to respond by bringing love and compassion to this situation so that we can stay open and curious and remain helpful and uh, you know, become a positive part of whatever's going to happen in the future. So. Coming back to the idea of meditation, some of you may not um, resonate so much with the word because it might be uh, in conflict with your particular religious beliefs, but uh, you can call it prayer or contemplation or, or just a, attention training. I, I like the word meditation, but you can use whichever word appeals to you. The point of doing 
whatever we want to call that activity, is to try to keep our minds in the present moment as much as possible. I find myself spinning out very easily into uh, worst case scenarios about the future. And it, it feels really juicy sometimes to sit, well, we can't sit close to friends anymore, but sit with friends on Zoom or on the phone and talk about, oh my gosh, what if the markets crash? And what if, if school never goes back? And what if everybody runs out of a job? And you know, on and on and on. And it, it feels quite, um, I don't know, juicy and delicious to have those conversations sometimes. But uh, what I find personally is that it's an enormous drain of my energy to do that. And it doesn't lead to anything positive. Um, sometimes in the meditation world, we talk about, you know, the snow globes that we had as kids and you shake them up and then they're just all full of stuff flying around. That's what my brain feels like when I'm doing running one of those imaginary scenarios. It, it's just mixed up stuff flying around everywhere. And really we want all of those little pieces of snow to settle so that we can remain calm. Uh, there's a saying from Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a, a very well-known Zen Buddhist uh, monk, uh, that uh, he actually came from Vietnam on one of the boats and noticed that if one person in the boat could remain calm, then everybody could remain calm. But if everybody panicked, the boat would tip over. So my question is for each of us to ask, do we want to be that person or how do we want to show up in that situation? Do we want to be the example of calm and can spread that contagiously to others so that we can face this situation with, with calmness, with openness, with compassion? Um, and that's not easy when none of us know what's happening in the future for our physical uh, well-being, our family's uh, wellness, as well as the obvious financial implications and everything else. So I have found it very useful since we don't know what's going to happen and none of the stories that I could possibly tell myself about what I think might happen are true. They're all various kinds of fantasy and I can guarantee none of them are right. Uh, there seems to be to, to, to be very little point to me to continue running those scenarios. So one of my friends the other day, I was talking on Zoom with some of my uh, friends from the Conscious Leadership Group, and she said that she was putting herself in a bubble. And she was actually saying it in a way that was, uh, wasn't particularly complimentary of her way of dealing with the situation. She said, you know, I just feel like I'm in a bubble. I'm, I'm not watching the news. I'm not... Um, participating because I, I can't manage that much negative energy coming in. And she, when she did that, I actually responded to her that I thought that wasn't entirely a bad idea. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's important to be educated. But when I think about that bubble, another way to think about that for me is that the edges of the bubble are the past and the future and that I'm, I'm trying as much to, as possible to stay in a bubble of the present. Because right now, at this moment, I'm okay. And for the vast majority of, uh, majority of us and ma the vast majority of you listening or, or watching this, right now, you're okay. None of us know how we're going to be next week, next month, next year, but if we can just take this not even one day at a time, but even just one breath at a time. Right now, we're okay. 
So if you feel yourself spinning out into anxiety and panic, a really good technique is just to sit still and take some really deep breaths. This is what our grandmothers taught us, right? To breathe and count to ton. By taking really deep breaths, it actually lowers our blood pressure and our heart rate. It lowers those hormones that put us into the fight or flight situation where our adrenaline's high and our cortisol's high. So we literally can change the physiology of our body simply by breathing. So if you can muster the uh, wisdom to do that in the moment of anxiety and panic, to sit down, take some deep breaths, See if you can feel where the fear is located in your body. For me, it's usually in my chest. I feel a tightness or a, a squeeze. Uh, sometimes I feel my muscles uh, tensing, getting ready to run, to, to, you know, to flee from this threat that, that our bodies are recognizing. Once we feel it in our body, then we're able to let it pass through. So one of the tendencies that we have is to deny it. So I'm a, I'm a doctor, I'm in charge of a big organization. It's very easy for me to say, I'm not scared, I've got this, I'm gonna you know, take care of everybody. And in, in pushing that down, it actually causes the fear to, to grow. Um, you know, as I've said before, what we resist persists, but letting it be present, feeling where it exists in our body, uh, allows it to pass through. And I, I love the uh, image that one of my teachers told me that, that emotions and fear, I would count as an emotion, um, is uh, energy in motion, but it's not able to move through us unless there's a, an opening for it to pass through. So I just imagine those emotions coming through my eyes or my body and through an open window in the back of my head, and then it can pass through. And you might have to do this multiple times a day. But just remembering, you know, right now, I'm okay. Right now, my kids are okay. I hope that's the case for your family. If you're really not okay right now, reach out for help. Um, but I encourage you to spend a few moments just sitting still, breathing, feeling your emotions in your body, and allowing them to pass through. And again, I call that meditation. You can call it whatever you want to. Uh, but there's so much scientific evidence that this is helpful. And right now, uh, something that's super interesting is that it's been proven in many very good studies done at places like Stanford and Harvard that meditation increases our immune response to infection. So um, this has been taught in situations of infectious disease and cancer for years. So the things that we can do to improve our immune response and actually help to not get sick and to get well more quickly if we do get sick are being calm because cortisol and adrenaline are not good for the immune system. Um, meditating, and that's probably why, because it reduces those uh, chemicals in our body that can reduce our immune system. Exercise if you can. Now in Houston, we're still allowed to go outside and walk and run and walk our dogs. I know in some cities and countries, uh, that's not as easy. So uh, jumping up and down, dancing, putting on some music, anything that um, uh, increases physical movement is going to help our immune system. We all know about eating right and sleeping well. I don't need to tell you about that one, but here's a good one. Uh, having sex is really good for your immune system. Uh, it also is really good for calming 
um, because after sex we have a boost in oxytocin, which is a hormone that helps us to feel calm and connected. So speaking of connection, now we're all socially isolated. Uh, what we really need now is connection. So many of us already have uh, a lot of support systems set up through Zoom or other online platforms so that we can stay in touch with each other. Super important. Uh, so if you don't have those already, uh, we know that uh, isolation and loneliness, there's actually studies proving that loneliness uh, is more likely to kill you than a heart attack. So being socially isolated, if you were not to reach out to others through um, uh, various online platforms, is really bad for your health. It leads to depression, anxiety, and just general uh, sh shortness of life, which is amazing, but makes sense in, um, when we think about how connection stimulates healthy hormones in our system and improves our immune system. So um, let's try. I'm going to encourage you to give that a try today. Uh, when I was uh, doing long distance triathlons, one of the pieces of wisdom that was given uh, was to keep your mind in a box. The uh, borders of the box are limited by the things that you can control. And, and I've really taken that piece of wisdom from the racing world out into my life so that I try to keep my mind in the present. That's another way to say that where the borders of, uh, of the box or the bubble are the things that I can control. And, and within that bubble, it's a lot easier to find peace. So that's good for me because I want to be peaceful. Uh, I feel better. And then I want to, I have a deep intention to be a, a positive influence during this really hard time. And I'm sure you do too, so that we can go out into the world and uh, give love and compassion in a situation where people are sick and scared. So I invite you to give that a try. Keep your mind in a box. The limits of the box are the things that you can control. Or imagine a bubble around yourself with the borders of the bubble being past and future. We don't want to dwell on the past. And uh, with the exception of uh, cautious planning, you know, we do want to plan. Make sure you've got groceries. Make sure you've got hand hygiene and things like that. So think in the future a little bit. But if you're at home with your family, maybe this moment's not so bad. Right now I'm sitting in a comfortable chair. This moment's not so bad. Focus on what's good. A little bit of gratitude practice. That's hard to do when it seems like the world's falling apart, but we can all find something that we're grateful for. Even if it's a, a zipper or a comfortable chair or air conditioning. Uh, so give it a try. I encourage you to, if you haven't already, Maybe do the first little test run with even a couple of minutes of meditation or whatever you like to call it. And you can connect with me on drsusan.com. I'd love to hear how it's going for you. I'm also available uh, to connect with uh, personally one-on-one -on -one through coaching if you'd like some more coaching regarding meditation or uh, how to get through this difficult time, um, how I can help you to learn techniques to help with anxiety. Um, I'm here to help. So I look forward to talking to you next week and connect with me on drsusan.com or at my uh, private practice at completewomenscarecenter.com. Thank you.